Hi, my name is Thomas Johnson, and I'm the founder and CEO of Get Up and Get Fit Wellness Concierge. I'm also a C-suite advisor and investor, and you're listening to the How May I Serve You podcast, where I'm constantly on the quest to surround myself with the best coaches while learning how to better serve our executive clientele by asking them, how may I serve you? Today's show is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit, and today's Get Up and Get Fit will we'll be providing students with textbooks and school supplies for a school in Cambodia in honor of our guest today, as well as our philanthropic mission to impact at least 50,000 people per year. And guess what? Today we have a very special guest, a very, very special guest. Her name is Dia Irby. Dia, how are you doing? I am doing fabulous, especially now that I'm here with you. Awesome, awesome. So Dia Irby is a connector a communicator, a cultivator, and author. Through many adventures over the decades, Dear Irby has learned that building community is the most valuable aspect of leadership. She is on a mission to share her message of belonging. She has been married to her retired pastor husband for almost 50 years, has eight grown children and 19 grandchildren. Wow. <laughs> uh, yes be fruitful and multiply and it happened yes indeed you guys took that literally and that's amazing <laughs> so dear listen um thanks for coming on board and let's dive into your story so tell us give us the too many version of who dear Irby is Ooh, well you've already told much of what is uh, most about me being married to the same husband and having all those children by the same husband, same body. But what I'm really about, well, it all began back in uh, Mississippi. Okay. Think about, think about when you were five years old and maybe can you picture a day when you were five and you were, who were you with and what were you doing? Can you think of that day when you're five years old? Maybe some for some people it may be longer than others. <clears throat> I distinctly remember sitting in the grass in the front yard of Miss Annie's preschool. <laughs> I was sitting there making pink clover necklaces with my classmates, the very same classmates that I graduated from high school with. Wow. I know. <laughs> and and so I grew up in this small, I, I think almost 5,000 people for a town is small. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I know there's 700 population towns, but it was so small that everybody knew everybody. And I had a deep, strong sense of belonging. I had mm. identity. I knew my tribe, right? And so just like we all do, whatever we are experiencing, we think this is normal even if it's not really normal, but that's what we experience. And that's what we think the whole rest of the world experience. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I thought that that sense of belonging, and I don't mean like to the library. I mean, like, did you, did you ever watch that TV show cheers? <laughs> where Everybody knows your name. That's what it was like for me. And that was my normal. And I'm thinking, okay, that's cool. That's normal. Until my husband graduated from seminary and we moved 13 hours away from anything or anyone I knew. 
And for the first time in my life, I didn't belong. Mm. I felt the pain of isolation. I was no longer greeted by people saying, hey, how's your mom and them? Of course, if you're not from the South, that means how is your mother and every one of your relatives and tell every one of your relatives that I said hello. Yeah. <laughs> right? So uh, it was like, whoa, there are people in the world that this is their normal. They don't have a sense of belonging. And so as my husband and I served our churches for 40 years, as we raised our children, eight children over three decades and all their friends and everybody else that wandered in, we built community and gave people a sense of belonging. And then when I moved into the business world as a uh, restaurant owner and now as a real estate agent, you know what? There are people there. And it's a people need to have a sense of belonging. Maslow's hierarchy of needs says the mm -hmm. bottom line foundation is you got to have food, clothing, and shelter. Right above that is safety. And the next level is belonging. belonging. Mm -hmm. You can't advance in anything or anywhere if you don't have an anchor of belonging. And you can see it. In the business world, maybe some of the leaders out there have experienced the results of the great resignation. Suddenly people don't want to come back to work or they don't want to be in the office or they want to go find another job or they realized, you know what, I didn't really belong there. I'm going to go look for something else. So you had the great resignation and then you had quiet quitters. That term means people are not engaged. They're coming, they're doing their, checking off their boxes, doing what's required, but they're not really invested in the company. So I, I wanted to bring the message of belonging and emphasize the importance of belonging into the workplace, help people know leaders, hey, guess what? you can boost your bottom line with belonging. And how can you do that? By building a culture of belonging. And how can you do that? By claiming your people. Mm -hmm. Okay. I came up with the acrostic claim. Today's episode is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. Being an executive can be very demanding. Your schedule is unpredictable. You have conflicting responsibilities that pull you in multiple directions at once. You travel too much, work late hours, and cross time zones. All things that wreak havoc on your body. This is why having a wellness support team is necessary. Get Up and Get Fit is the wellness concierge support that busy executives, entrepreneurs, and celebs rely on to keep them healthy and fit despite their hectic schedules. A body under prolonged stress is not a healthy body. Time to reduce your stress. Increase your energy, flexibility, strength, and endurance so you can enjoy life instead of just living it. Go to getupandgetfit.com. That's G-E-T-U-P-N-G-E-T-F-I-T.com and schedule your consultation right now. Get up and get fit. It's a lifestyle.
break that down for us. Claiming your people, right? That's that sound that sound a bit profound in a sense, right? So of course, if you claim your tribe, claim your people. So how do you claim your people? Like break down the criteria. I love that question. Thank you so much. Perfect. Yes, when you claim your people, see my acrostic? I've got you came ready. People that are listening and not seeing can't see that I'm holding up the word claim. But there are five facets that a leader can implement a strategy of actions to take in each of these five categories to build a sense of belonging in the workplace. So we're going to play a little game. And I'm going to ask you and, and the listeners to consider also, what do you think if people want to be claimed? The C is not claimed. It's an, a separate word. What do you think people want to know that they are, that a leader can do or express to someone that starts with a C? You know, um, be able to, I know communication is definitely key right there to be able to communicate um, effectively and be to also be comfortable while they're communicating with the leader. That's also, that's extremely important as well. Those, are great. Those <laughs> are great answers and neither of them are what's in my mind. And I know <laughs> my mind is hard, but also those, the, what you just said fits in other aspects, but the C people want to know they're chosen. That you care. They're chosen. That they're included. And this is as a leader, what is your process for hiring people? Do do the people know that they are being selected to join the culture that you're providing? And are the people that you already have helping you know that they're chosen to help work on building the culture of belonging that you want to have? So that's what the C is. I mean, maybe. <laughs> Maybe you were in a PE class way back when, and the coach had, it's Friday dodgeball. We're going to have two teams. Okay, team captains, pick your teams. And I can't tell you how many people say, that are now successful business people that say, yeah, I wanted to be in the library reading instead of playing dodgeball. So, But the impact of saying, hey, I'm choosing you. I'm choosing mm -hmm. you to lead this team. I'm yeah. choosing you to whatever. It empowers us to know that we're chosen. Mm -hmm. It builds morale. Right. So that's the C. The L, what do you think, what do you think people want to know that they are? The L. Hmm. It's what I, you're I, thinking and afraid to say. You know, I, I would say love, but that's, that's yeah. a bit... Love. Okay. 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 <laughs> and in the workplace, this is not romantic love. This mm -hmm. is the safe, secure. Uh, this is um, people want to know that it's a love that's in spite of you're going to, that you are, like you said, the uh, be able to communicate with the leader. Mm -hmm. You're a leader that is approachable. You're not caustic. You're not, uh, accusatory. If a worker or someone you're leading has uh, something they need to discuss, you're approachable. They know that they can, and there may be some discuss. You can, you're, the people you're leading may need to come and tell you, uh, hey, you know, I've been working on this project. 
and I'm really intimately involved in it. And I think that we need to make this change as a leader, whether you do what they say or not, they have the freedom and security to know that you're approachable. Yeah, that's important. That's, that's extremely important. Definitely. That's just one aspect of how to implement uh, love. And I would like to say, I know that I'm talking to business leaders, really, but guess what? You can apply these same principles in any significant relationship you have. You have a significant other, a parent to your children, and even claiming yourself, it all applies. So as we go through this, if it doesn't apply to you in your leading situation, think about how it applies in your relationship with someone else, because people are people. <laughs> yeah. So, so dear, um, let's, let's take the back, take it back to, um, to claiming yourself, right? Cause you did mention claiming yourself. How can one use this principle to claim themselves? All right. Okay. Well, of course we hadn't even gone through all the letters, but I will stop there. Yeah. That's the first two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Choosing yourself. What does that look like? You, well, I also talk about the fact that you are the driver of your life bus. You have decided where your bus is going to go, the destination. You are not listening to other people tell you where your bus is supposed to go. You're choosing yourself and considering your gifts and abilities and passions. So you choose to operate on your where you know what you're about mm -hmm. and not live the life that someone else wants you to uh, there's a saying you know what other people think of you is none of your business it's not your business exactly <laughs> so you're choosing yourself how do you love yourself you uh you know you can't there's the idea of the uh, love cup or love tank if you haven't filled up your tank, you can't pour out love to other people. Exactly. And one of the ways that you can love yourself, choose to educate yourself and grow yourself and love yourself is to focus on something that is more in the news or more on top of mind is emotional intelligence. Yes, it's a soft skill, but the soft skills are the hardest. Because you can't write them out on a report on paper as easily. And so love yourself and pay attention to your emotional intelligence and grow in your emotional intelligence. So those are those two. Okay. So that's the CL right there. Now you got the A. The A. What do you think people want to know that they are? That starts with an A, and there are lots and, of A words. In the alignments, um, you know, um, just the attitude you have. Uh, Those are all good words. Agreeability, <laughs> right? I'm trying... All good words, not not the one I have in my head. So, so talk to so talk to us. So, what is the A? The A. Okay, people want to know they're chosen. They want to know they're loved. They mm. want to know that they are acknowledged. Acknowledged. There we go. Yeah. That people want to know they're acknowledged. And this is, oh, I could have written a whole book on just the A because it's more than just saying, 
like the friend of mine that turned a company around and he he implemented something everybody talked about forever a wall of fame he acknowledged people and their accomplishments and they got their pictures on the wall you know that's one way to acknowledge another way and in this world of dei acknowledging the differences in people but that goes deeper than just skin color acknowledging that different people have different modes of um, learning modalities do they learn auditorily do they learn visually are they kinesthetic learners mm -hmm. acknowledging the people that you're leading and what is their best way to learn what you're wanting them to learn or do do you how do they communicate uh, the leader of zappos the ceo of zappos spent time acknowledging how each of the people he needed to communicate with best wanted to be communicated to and he would email one text another make a video message to someone he acknowledged what they needed and in a relationship consider the have you ever heard of the love languages yes i have mm -hmm. well there's also a book love languages at work well consider the uh, your significant other and uh, if say husband if your wife's language is gifts of service it may look really cool for you to walk in with a bouquet of flowers as a, a, a gift a love language of gifts but what would really communicate love better is if you clean the kitchen <laughs> an act of service it's also cheaper but it says i i i acknowledge your language of love now what is how do you apply that to yourself? Acknowledge your personality type. Acknowledge where your strengths are. Have you heard of The Big Leap by Gay? Yeah, I can't think of his last name. It's all about the zones. Mm, you got the okay. zone of incompetence, the zone mm -hmm. of competence, the zone of genius, uh, excellence, and the zone of genius. Acknowledge where your strengths are and pour yourself into that and either automate, delegate, or eliminate anything else. Yes, right? indeed. So you're acknowledging yourself and your gifts. And hey, if you need eight hours of sleep, acknowledge that and get eight hours of sleep. That's also choosing yourself and loving yourself when you acknowledge you need eight hours of sleep. And yeah, that's, that self-investment is important. Right. So. That's yes. If you're going to get up and get fit, <laughs> you need to know what, mm -hmm. how your body works, where, where you function best and acknowledge that love yourself, choose to do those things. So yes, indeed. all fit together. I do. I do. Yes, indeed. Right. So <laughs> and then, now we have I, I, what do you think the I stands for? I, I, I. The first thing that comes to mind is intelligent, but I know that's not what's on your mind. Um, I. Inclus People want to know inclusion. Inclusion. Inclusion would go back with the chosen. With, with the chosen, right? Yes, yes. So other I words. Hmm. Hmm. Investments. You invest in. in, in, in oh, oh, wait. I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> People want to know that their leaders are invested in them. There you go. There you go. You are in as a leader, you're investing in your people. And this now, of course, 
I mean, who doesn't want a raise or a bonus? But that's only one little bitty part of investing in your people. Do you know, it, we're just big children, really, because do, you know yes, do you know how children spell love? Tell T me. I-M-E. Time. Mm, okay, so investing, that, that the most important currency is time. That, that's Yes, because you can always make more money. You can always buy more stuff, but you can never reclaim a minute that's gone. That when you invest time, you are giving all that you have at that moment, and you'll never have that back. So uh, the greatest way to invest in someone is to spend time on them. Now, I, do you, I know you know Campbell Soup, right? Campbell yes, Soup. I do. Uh -huh. Do you know we almost didn't have chicken noodle soup from Campbell's or tomato? Or really? Almost. Uh, that I wasn't was, aware. That was very sad. It, Campbell's Soup, after five years of failing and just, uh, it was a toxic company. They brought in the new guy, Doug Conant. The note read, Maria, thank you so much for what you're contributing to the company. We appreciate, I appreciate all that you're giving. That was one of 30,000 notes. He wrote, he wrote notes to the guy that swept the floor. He, well, partly because nobody had emails in 2000. Some people didn't have emails, but he invested in his people by taking the time to first be aware of what they were contributing. Second, writing it out mm. and then delivering it to them, either leaving it on their desk or mailing it to them. He wrote over the 10 years, he was turning that company around 30,000 notes. Mm. He also realized he invested in his people by MBWA. You know what that is? MBWA. Management by walking around. You know what? I heard about that. <laughs> I, I did hear about that. And yeah, yeah, definitely. No, and, I, I mean... Mm -hmm. Uh, it could be called walkabouts or mm -hmm. many other words, but show he, your face, be present, be present and, and listen to your people, have conversations with them. Investing time in your people is, uh, is, is you get more return on your investment when you do that. And when you have a conversation with them, listen and don't be thinking, well, you know, as soon as I finish talking to this person, I got to go talk to that person. Or as soon as they finish talking, I'm going to say this or ask this. Because do you know if you rearrange the letters of listen, do you know what word it spells? Are you so backwards or just? Just take the letters and move them around. And what listen, does it spell? Listen. Mm. Enlighten me. Let me know. Silent. Mm. Interesting. I've, ne I've never, I've never, I've never heard that before. So if you are silent before that person and intently listening to what they're saying, you're present with them, they can tell. And going back to the, the A of acknowledging a person, there are two 
cost efficient, simple. You can practice this all day, every day of acknowledging people. One is when you're talking to them, you look them in the eye. Where uh, People don't do that as much anymore. They're looking at their phones or their whatever. But look a person in the eye because the eye is a window to the soul. And you're saying, so. I see you. I see you. And if you're, you know, now we're consumed with meetings. If you look, find the camera and make sure that you're looking in the camera because you can reach through the lens to the people that are listening to you. So that's one way is looking at them in the eye. The second way is Thomas to use people's names. And what that does is it acknowledges their unique individual existence. When you're out in the store, practice this. Somebody has a name tag on, use their name. Say, hey, Pat, thanks so much for helping me with this order. Or George, I hope you have a good day. Alice, thanks for helping me find that. Whatever. Do you know, you might be the only person that whole day that acknowledged that person's existence. Everybody else, they're a blur in their, in their world. But you can stop and say, I see you. And that you can invest in your people and acknowledge them. You do this with your significant other. Or how do you invest in yourself? I got my nails done. <laughs> I invested in myself. I treated myself to that. Uh, you can invest in yourself by uh, purchasing Work. a program that helps yeah. you get fit. There you go. Working out, you know, um, meditation, you know, going out for R&R &R retreats, etc. So there's so many different ways to invest in yourself, you know. Yeah, investing time in yourself. As a leader in the business world, do you invest in yourself by giving yourself think time? I mean, like on your calendar, do you say, I am going to ideate? Do you make an appointment with yourself and say, I'm going to think? Yeah, with me, I actually take miniature breaks in between to to reassess and breathe and clear my mind. So even like five minutes, that's that's still that's that's still beneficial. You know, get out of your chair to move around, get some fresh air, you know, stretch. All of those are self investment. Right, breathing, breathing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we forget to breathe, and and. Yeah. It brings in the oxygen and helps your brain and gives you just take a break, just like you said. So that's how we can acknowledge our own needs and invest in meeting those needs because we love ourselves and we've chosen to do that. <laughs> but see how they all fit together, but you can't separate any one of them. Yeah, they're all connected. Mm -hmm. All right. You're ready for the last letter. M. What do you think? People want to know that they're chosen, that they're loved, that they're acknowledged, that they're invested in, and that they are. Now, I will tell you up front, I have three mm. answers. But they all so, fit. They work together. M, 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 M. The first word that came to my mind was meaning. Meaning, mindfulness. There is a... Hmm. And, and talk to me. You got really close. People want to know that they're made for greatness. 
that you see that they are made for greatness. Now, when I say greatness, I don't mean everybody's going to win the Nobel Peace Prize. But if you did, yay, congratulations. <laughs> Your greatness is being everything that you are meant to be. You have your own personality, your skills, your knowledge, your experiences, your passions, everything that makes you uniquely you, the world needs. And as a leader, you help your people know that they, the world needs them as they are. And when a person comes to the world in all their greatness, then the next M is they will make a difference. Make a difference. Okay. And I do have three M's for this because they're made for greatness and they are making a difference. They matter. Mm, there you go. They matter. And I invite leaders to make a list of your top people or all your people. If you have a manageable number and write their names down, and then spend time thinking about why they matter. Like what would be missed? What would be missed on this team or this project or in this company if they weren't here? And then, ooh, invest time and write them a note and tell them you are so glad they're present because they matter because of this. So, or go, just go to them and talk to them. Tell them. There you go. But, and if you make this list and you have somebody that you can't figure out why they matter, <laughs> it might be an opportunity to allow them to express themselves and use their gifts better somewhere else. Yeah, they might, they might not be a good fit for the company. So, yeah, that, that's a good way to, I guess, to, um, to vet, right, to, to vet the, um, the employees right. and your... Right. That's important right there. So, yeah, so so question. So, Dia, how do you feel walking, walking, you know, um, people through this belonging structure, your, your clean or your clean, um, you know, assessment, you know, methodology? How do you feel after that? How do, how do you feel when you, when you know people get it? I, I feel like I am, that I do matter. Okay. And that I'm making a difference and that people are able to move forward because of it. You know, I mean, it, it gives hope too. I hope it gives hope um, that they know that they can um, have an answer for keeping good people, creating a magnetic environment, being the leader that people want to be with being the leader that people want to follow. And if everyone is encouraged to be their best self, well, like Doug was an example of that at Campbell's Soup. He took that company from way down to all consistently top producing. Yeah, skyrocket. Culture. Yes, indeed. Culture. Yeah. So, so dear, um, you know, it sounds like this is something that's, that you're passionate about, you know, you have, you know, the belonging mentor, you've even coined yourself to be the belonging mentor. So this is like, a, this is you, this is part of you right here. Um, who do you tend to work with typically? Who's your client's avatar? 
I would say it is a business person that is leading a group somewhere around 50, could be 20, could be 75, but, and I know that kind of crosses categories of small to mid size. Mm-hmm. Also, leaders that want to change their culture from, did we talk about the traffic? light the red green the no, red and green cultures did we talk about that no we did not uh, um, the red culture is a toxic culture where people don't belong don't feel like they belong and it makes them sick literally um but a green company is a company that is growing and has oxygen for people to breathe and people love to be at work so I, I want to work with people that are recognizing that they're struggling with um, the great resignation or quiet quitters, people that know they want to improve the culture in their company, because I, I feel like all the strategies, see, I have strategies and suggestions and exercises to work through on each of these. What does that look like in the mm-hmm. workplace? In fact, I, I'd love to give your uh, listeners one strategy because if you're a leader, I know that you probably call meetings and do people dread going to your meetings or do they fall asleep during your meetings? I wanted to offer them a white paper free down. Uh, they can download it about three strategies for yawn free meetings. OK, so and so dear, so where, where can people um, go to access um, those strategies or just want if they want to connect with you directly? Where can they go? It's my website, diaerby.com. I made it as simple as possible. OK, and, and can, you, can you spell that for the listeners? Sure. It's dia like idea, D-E-A, Irby, I-R-B-Y dot com. There you go. Awesome. Are you also on any social media platforms that people can I'm connect? on multiple social media platforms. <laughs> Facebook, LinkedIn. LinkedIn is where I'm finding the people that are more business oriented and interested mm-hmm. in making a difference in the business world. So I, I'm there. But if someone needs to talk through this on how to claim themselves, then there's that. If you go to my website, you can find in the complimentary resources, information, claiming yourself, claim your people in the home, claim your people at work, uh, claim your people in church. Awesome, awesome. You can also go to Amazon and buy my book. Awesome. And w- what's the book called? Claim Your People at Work. There you go. Claim Your People at Work by Dia Irby, the yeah. belonging mentor. That's so, Dia, um, thank me. Thank you for coming on today's episode of the How May I Serve You podcast. And I also like to thank all of our, our listeners and viewers for letting us their ears and their eyeballs. And last but not least, Dia, how? May I serve you? Spread the word and be a belonging, build belonging. Spread the word and build belonging. Okay. Okay. And know that you are made for greatness. Thank you.
Thank you. That's awesome right there. So, of course, you know, um, glad to have you. And listen, after listening to this episode, if you feel that there is something that resonates with you or you feel like there is somebody else that would absolutely benefit from these words from dear, dear um, Irby, please feel free to share it with that person. Okay. And again, this is your host, Thomas Johnson. Feel free to share it with everyone, not just anyone, but everyone. Take care. Be blessed. And we're out.